welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and it has been a hot minute since I have recorded an episode, and for that, I am truly sorry. But I am back with a whole bunch of content. I'm super excited to share today's episode and then the subsequent episodes that follow that all cover our recent trip to the Disneyland Resort over the 4th of July weekend. So I'm going to take you through different sections. This episode is all about where we stayed, which is the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, our experience, our interaction with cast members, our room, the proximity, was it worth the price, all of that good stuff, all on today's episode. All right, let's get into it. The Grand Californian. So I had never stayed here before. It is a very pricey resort. It is gorgeous. Many times we had gone into the lobby of the resort and we'd sat down, took an taken a break there's somebody that plays the piano or it's on auto um like you know it's like uh automatically playing or there's somebody there there's a roaring fire 365 there was one when we were there on the fourth of july it's hustle and bustle and i remember sitting in the lobby a few years back having looked up at Um, looked the price up for the weekend that we were at very last minute but I was just curious what is the room rate for very last minute it was like 900 and something dollars and I thought that is just absolutely insane and there were people filing in and it was like the place was so full and I thought oh my gosh look at all these people spending this kind of money to stay here I have heard great reviews about it I had seen many videos on it. I had walked around, we'd eaten there, we'd gone shopping there, we'd spent time around the resort, but never actually stayed there until the 4th of July weekend. And the reason we did that is because um, that was my birthday weekend and we wanted to be able to have reservations in the park. We wanted to stay on property, or I should say because we wanted reservations in the park and because it was so limiting, I called the Walt Disney Travel Company and all of the days opened wide up. Let me rephrase that, opened up widely uh, when you stay on property. And so the only two options were this resort or to stay at the Paradise Pier Resort. And I didn't want to stay there because the walk is a little bit longer and you're still going to pay this premium price to stay on Disney property. I know you can't see my air quotes, Disney property, but you're walking so far. And I thought if I'm going to pay that price, I better fall into the theme parks or downtown Disney or something. And I just didn't feel that that was something I wanted to pay for. The Disneyland Hotel was just opening July 2nd, but it was booked solid when I uh, called. So we paid the extra to stay at the Grand Californian. It did give us reservation opportunities to go in on the 4th of July, which was a Sunday, and the 5th of July, which was a Monday. We did not do park hoppers because I am not a fan of park hoppers when you're there like on vacation. If you are a regular local go lots of times and you just want to hit a couple of rides on either side, then 
I love Park Hopper when we had an annual pass. It was fantastic. But when it comes to long visits into a theme park, I don't want to have to worry about leaving to go to the other park. I just want to immerse myself into that park. So no Park Hoppers, one park per day, Disneyland first on the 4th and California Adventure on the 5th. So $750 a night was the magic room rate that we paid to stay at the Grand Californian. And our view was a courtyard view. So let me not get ahead of myself. I'm going to tell you all about that good stuff. But the reservation process couldn't have been easier. Disney is amazing. Any travel agent would be just so awesome to work with. So I encourage you to use a travel agent, someone who can work directly with Disney and get you what you need, want, desire, things you didn't even know you needed. But I just was last minute decided to call the Walt Disney Travel Company. So I just called them directly. It was a wonderful experience. The reservation process was amazing. So the day of, we got, I uh, I should back up. I'm so excited. I'm getting ahead of myself. A couple days before checking in, they sent an email that gave us instructions to make sure that our theme park reservation was connected in the app, which was which already had the hotel reservation. So it was like, do these steps, make sure everything's linked together so that there's no issues, like your entire stay is completely within the app and all linked together, which I did that. It was a super easy process. While making the reservations at the hotel, I had already reserved the theme parks um, through the app. So that was already out there. But this was kind of like an online check-in process a couple days prior, just connecting all the dots together, just making sure everything was um, taken care of. And in that process, we asked, uh, we, we were asked if they wanted to text us, if we wanted them to text us uh, when the room was ready. So I said yes. And I kind of forgot about that. And we'll get to that in just a moment. So check-in is at three o'clock. And they did say that based on you know, how busy they were. They would try to get the room as close to three o'clock as possible. Well, it was 4th of July weekend and I really didn't know what to expect other than I knew that it was going to be crowded, but I wasn't sure about the capacity. I wasn't sure if it was still a reduced capacity, if it was full capacity. I knew it was going to be crowded, but I just wasn't sure, but I was willing to take that gamble because I was going to Disneyland no matter what. So we got to the resort around four o'clock. So around 345-ish, I got a text on my phone that said our room was ready and it also had the room number. So, but we were on our, you know, we were almost at the resort by then. So driving into the driveway of the Grand Californian, there's a like a security booth and a cast member, which a cast member steps out of the booth to greet you. And can I just say that that right there feels amazing. Like you're expecting security to step out, but it's a cast member who is smiling, welcoming, and just immediately says, welcome back. She has absolutely no idea if I've ever been there. I'm sure she's saying welcome back because it's just, we're just reopening it was so awesome. She was so friendly. She's like, have you stayed here before? You're going to go here. You're going to go there. Here's this. Here's your park. She was just 
it was so nice to be greeted that way right there and kind of directed where to go. So we pulled up into the covered area in front of the front desk, outside of course, and another cast member greets us, calls us by our last name, welcomes us, says we're so happy you're here, just so friendly and approachable again. Just like, I mean, you hear that cast members give great customer service and you see that when you're in the park and you know that, but it's just like, there's just something about that level of service that they provide every step of the way. So she greets us, she gets She asks us if we want to valet the car or do we want to park the car. We just go for valet. It's like $10 more. At this point, we're ready to get out. We don't really want to drag our luggage. It was like $35 to valet or $25 to park. It's That is pricey, but we just went ahead and did it. So we got all the things out, and she told us, if you forget anything, if you need anything from your car, whatever you need, you just let us know. We'll go get it for you. We'll bring the car. Just like super friendly. So we get out to go to the front, and she's not the valet. She's just like the greeter. So I say to her, like, who's taking the car? Because we want to tip that person. And and she says, well, it's going to be one of these folks. And I said, well, we want to tip that person. And she said, no worries. Just put a right here on the dash and I'll make sure they get it. So that's what we did. So we went in and there was this line, you know, they're still practicing social distancing, right? So you get into the lobby, you go find the line where you're going to check in and they're taking like one guest at a time, you know, to the next available open window. I mean, that's nothing unusual, but the line is kind of backed up a little bit. So it's finally our turn. Um, You have a greeter right there at the end of that line before they direct you to the next available window. So it's like someone's holding your hand through this entire process. So she gets our information. She's waiting to see who has the next available space. She directs us over there and then she like greets the person behind us. We go over there. By then, everything's pretty much all done. We've checked in online. They go over some things with us, ask us if we've stayed there before, show us where the room is, welcome us, give us the keys, all of that. So we turn around, we go to uh, the elevator, and we head up to our room. So we're trekking along to our room and open the door, and uh, what a refreshing room that was. We had a two queen-size bed. It was on the fourth floor. There was just, the room was so clean and so, you know, it's an um, arts and crafts movement kind of, um, craftsman kind of look about it. So it's like rich woods and, and kind of like clean lines and, you know, just a little, a little rustic, but yet very, um, very high end. And so the room is just appointed beautifully. There's ample space to put all your luggage either in the closet or there's like this little cubby beside the closet. The bathroom is gorgeous with tile everywhere. So it feels clean. Like, like the tile is gorgeous, but it's, it's clean white with some, a little bit of gray coloring in it. So it looks high end and it's everywhere. The glass shower, um, doors are like completely smudge free. I mean, everything just feels so sterile and clean, like sterile in the good way, like where you want your bathroom to be sterile. But what I liked about it is there was a separation between the toilet and shower was one room. And then this double sinks was another, like out in the, um, kind of in the, 
by the front by the door to your room and then like there was a door that closed off the shower and the toilet and I really appreciated that because it just helps when you're getting ready if someone doesn't have the entire bathroom so it was just really nice big huge mirror tons of towels you know there was shampoo and body wash and soap and all that good stuff blow dryer a steam iron which I mean that's just fun to play with a Keurig machine a refrigerator um, just a lovely couch to sit at a gorgeous balcony where you could walk out onto the balcony, like not be cramped, but comfortable. There was a table and two chairs out there. Our view was courtyard, but technically it was a view of downtown Disney kind of obscured like there was trees and stuff in there and now that I'm saying this out loud I think we were really supposed to have the room tier that was one below which was literally the courtyard I mean we had this view of like a cement courtyard and downtown Disney was just on the other side of that and it was blocked by trees but it was so awesome because you could just you know at night and like when we first checked in, you could just see people walking up and down downtown Disney. But like first thing in the morning when I got up, it was super quiet. You could see like the maintenance people like getting ready for the day, which I find so exciting. So the view was amazing. The balcony was very private. So we could sit out there and have coffee, which I did. Um, the the sliding glass door to get out there was huge with like block uh, blackout curtains, but then also sheer curtains if you wanted that light in. The bedding was crisp and clean the beds were comfortable I mean the room was absolutely amazing the artwork was so cool there was like um citrus orchard pictures and I think because this was an orchard at one point so it's like paying homage to that in a Disney way um one thing that wasn't super prevalent in the room was Disney itself like there wasn't a bunch of Mickey Mouses or really a lot of Disney flair it was more high-end you like if you just placed that resort elsewhere you wouldn't You didn't really know you were in Disney. It could be anywhere, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But it was all very well done. So we get in the room. We had no plans to go to a theme park till first thing in the morning, which was Disneyland. So we were there on Saturday. We were going to Disneyland in the morning. We intentionally do not go into theme parks when we first arrive because we have to drive so far. Not too far, but like after six hours in the car, you're kind of pooped. And I need to have like full energy to get in, you know, because I want to have like a nice long full day. So... We were going to, you know, get something to eat, relax, maybe go down to the pool and then start this adventure in the morning. So we were in the room for about 10 minutes and all of a sudden the fire alarm goes off in the resort and it takes like it's loud. And so my husband was laying down, so he got up, grabbed his puts you know slipped on his shoes and grabbed the room key I slipped on my shoes I grabbed my wallet and phone my daughter had her slides on that were kind of like slippers and she grabbed her phone and we just got out of there we took the stairs down followed the crowd and here's the funny part when we got out of the room we we went the opposite direction of the way that we came in. So like when we walked down one hallway to get to our room, we just 
kind of got turned around and turned the other way. And what a blessing that was. We exited that direction, went down the four flights of stairs with a crowd of people, and they evacuated us into California Adventure. I mean, could you ask for anything better? They're like, folks, we're just going to, you know, evacuate you right into uh, California Adventure. Just head right out this way. And they had the doors open and we like filed right out in front of Rapids and it was probably about like a hundred people and the staff from the kitchen that was right there and some cast members like the front desk there was probably like like I said a hundred people all in just kind of right there and I was like oh my god we are in California Adventure now my husband didn't have his glasses my daughter didn't have great shoes Um, So we weren't super prepared to be in a theme park and we didn't really know how long we were going to be in there, but we were inside. So I said to a cast member, "Um, would it be okay if we got lost? She's like, I mean, what can we do if you get lost? I said, right. Like, what if we go this way and kind of get lost for a few minutes? She's like, what if? So she just smiled. So pew, peace out. We walked to our right. We went past the Redwood Redwood Creek Challenge and went right over to Ariel's Undersea Adventure, the Little Mermaid ride. Got on that ride. There was like a five minute wait. We literally just walked on because it takes about five minutes to walk through the queue. It felt like that was the greatest gift ever. I mean, I'm glad nobody was hurt. Nothing was wrong. There was something in the kitchen like somebody boiled something over, I heard a cast member say or something. So we went to Little Mermaid. We went and got something to drink. Um, We got a little snack. We did a little shopping. Um, Like I said, we weren't really prepared. Like we weren't wearing the right shoes. Like I said, my husband didn't have his glasses, but we took advantage of being in there. And that was such a gift. Oh my gosh, that was so awesome. So about, mm, I don't know, 45 minutes later, we came back to the spot where people had been congregating. There was nobody there. There was a couple cast members. And I said, oh, like we took the long way round and here we are. (laughs) She just laughed. She's like, I, you know, I know sometimes that happens. You just kind of get lost on your way back. I said, it was the weirdest thing. So she directed us on how to get back in, which we did. We walked back in and up to our room and I was so excited. That was great. Um, So anyways, I'm glad nobody was hurt. So we totally enjoyed that. We got something, we got kind of our um, self together, like my daughter put on the right shoes, my husband got his glasses, we did all those things and then we decided just to head down to downtown Disney. We were already ready to go. So we went to downtown Disney and kind of walked around there and got some stuff to eat, did some shopping. And then after about an hour or so, then we came back to the room um, and I had only gotten something to eat at Downtown Disney. Disney. My husband went to um, the uh, GCH Grill, which I'm going to talk more in another episode when I go over all the dining that we had throughout that weekend. But uh, he just went and grabbed something to eat down there. I went to the gift shop with my daughter. She got a sucker. Um, she likes those big lollipops, you know, what you got when you were a kid, those big round circles and then they're like swirls. She had to have one of those. Um, so 
pause right there. She had dropped her first one and it cracked. And, you know, it's really tightly wrapped in cellophane, like shrink wrapped. And so she was going to put it back. And I was like, no, we got to tell them because some kid is going to pick that up all excited and they're going to, you know, open up that wrapping and it's just going to crumble and that's going to break their heart. So we went up to the cast member with a new one and that one. I said, here you go. Um, this one's broken, but we'll pay for it. And there's one. She's like, oh, no, you won't. She, like, grabbed it, and she, like, put it aside. She was not going to have us pay for the broken one, which I thought was really sweet. So then we just went back up to the room, had some snacks, lounged, in, you know, on the beds, watched a little television, and then we were out. It was time to get some rest for our big day the next morning. So I will have another episode on our trips to the theme parks, but... Uh, just to kind of keep going in the Grand Californian. So we, you know, we would go the next day to the to Disneyland. Midday, we came back. Um, housekeeping hadn't been there yet. So by the time we came back midday, we didn't really want to be bothered. So we just put on the Do Not Disturb. We rested. We um, got another snack at GCH because it's way too convenient. It was really close to where our room is once, once we found the right route. Um, and then we you know, went back into the park and then we came back at night just completely exhausted and then fell asleep. And then the next day we were going to DCA, but we were also checking out of the room. So I had to call the front desk the morning of checkout to see if I could get an extended or late checkout and checkout was at 11 and the latest they could give us was noon. But then they told us that we could check our bags and then we could go, you know, to the park or whatever, and then just come back and get our bags before we left to go to our um, next destination, which was away from the Disney area. So that's what we did. So we got up the next morning. We went to DCA. We came back around 1030. We packed everything up. We headed down to the place to check our bags. Well, well, well. That was a line like I have never seen. I thought we were in line for an attraction. It was so long. And someone had told us they'd been waiting for like an hour. I was like, are you kidding me? So we waited in that line for about an hour to check our bags. Now, a couple of things. They came around at one point with fresh cookies on a tray. Okay, didn't hate that. And... My daughter kind of went and stayed in the lobby. It was a long process and they only, it was like so much going on at that moment that like the valet area was just full of people. Um, You could just see the bellmen running around with their carts, picking up luggage. People were checking out. I mean, it was a crazy time because of course it was close to checkout time. Poor planning on our part. But didn't really know what to expect. Lesson learned. Don't do that or go earlier or something. So we're standing in line. And as it turns out, there was a couple behind us who came up and they're like, you are waiting to check your bags, right? We're like, yes, I know. This is crazy. So we had a little conversation with them. And as we got closer to it being our turn, we found out that they had done the virtual queue for the um, Spider-Man ride over DCA and their entire, like they'd been there for four days and this was the first time they finally got um, a, a, got into the virtual queue and 
you get like an hour window and they were like 10 minutes from that hour window expiring. So he was like so anxious. So of course we let him go in front of us. And I was just telling him, I'll never know the end of the story, but I'm like, there's no way that Disney will not let you in. You check your luggage and you hightail it over there. And I believe with every fiber in me that they will let you in. I just trust it. I'm going to go with he did. I have no idea if they did, but that's the way I'm choosing to believe that. So we finally got up and it was our turn. And here is just another example of how amazing Disney is. By the time it was our turn and maybe about the when we were like fourth in line, more bellmen were coming over to check the luggage. So like the mad rush was kind of dwindling, dwindling a little bit. And so there were like, there'd be a cart with some luggage and then they just pile on as many people's um, checked luggage as they could before they took it to wherever the magic closet is. And then they would come back and get more, but more people were helping. So it's our turn. There's, you know, it's been a long process. There's still a lot of people behind us. And the cast member is talking to us and interacting with us and is as friendly as this. We're the only people there and he had nothing else to do. He's telling us about, um, he's asking us about the fireworks. Did we watch the fireworks last night on the 4th of July? And how was it? And what did you think? And he's talking to us about all kinds of things and just being like such a warm and friendly cast member. And then he tells us, okay, look, we're going to check your luggage. You're welcome to use the pool. We have plastic bags for wet suits. If you want to put your, if you want to go swimming and you want to, you know, put your wetsuit in a bag so it's safe in the car, we got that for you. And hey, if you forgot your suitcase, if you forgot anything in your suitcase, like your swimsuits or you need something, you just tell us which bag it is and we'll get it for you. I mean, just... Everything was just like so friendly and top notch and I just, it's just so Disney-esque. Just so like you are the only person in this entire resort and I'm going to give you 100% of my attention and I'm going to treat you like you were special no matter what chaos is going on around me and that is why I love them. So give them our luggage, we go finish up our day and then we came back, we gave our valet sticker, our luggage tag. They meet, like you had to tell, like when you gave your luggage tag, they're like, what kind of car are we looking for? We gave the valet sticker to the valet person. They get the car. Everybody kind of meets. It was seamless. They load you up and then you're on your way. So um, we did check out at some point in there, but at any rate, we took care of that. So what do I think about the Grand Californian? And most importantly, do I think it is worth that room rate? So I think it's pretty obvious that I liked it, right? I thought everything about it was amazing. I thought the cast members were tremendous from the word go. They really make you feel like you are, you know, at Disney because they're just so personable and so human and not like... like not in an over-the-top way, but in a Disney way, right? Like, if you are a Disney fan, and you likely are, if you're listening to this podcast, you get it. You get the whole Disney vibe. You get what it's like to be at Disney. You love that experience, the feeling, the way that they treat you, the way that they make you feel special, and all the magic. You get it. There was no shortage of that, right? Everything from check in or I should say from pulling into the driveway to check out was amazing some cons there um the fire drill piece 
wasn't pleasant, but I don't even care because I got to go into DCA. So like, that's not even a con, but obviously if we were, um, evacuated into something else, like into the parking lot, that would have been most unpleasant, but you know, that's not their fault. Like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing to do with the hotel. Um, the, the baggage check, Peace was a really long, lengthy process, but we also went at checkout, so partly on us and crazy time. I mean, they can only have so many um, cast members working, I'm guessing. So, you know, that, that wasn't very pleasant, but I did enjoy the cookies. I mean, what a nice little gift, right? What a nice little treat. You're standing in line, and hey, while you're standing there, how about a big fat cookie? Well, all right. So, like, that was amazing. Um, it's, it's price. Let's talk about that. $750 is more than I've ever spent in my life on a room rate. Is it worth it? Yes, 100%. It's worth every penny. And how do I know that? Because I do it again in a heartbeat. And here's why I think it's worth it. I'm going to give you several reasons. Number one, there is nothing like staying on property. People say that all the time. And yes, it's very expensive. And you could stay somewhere else for a heck of a lot cheaper. And I cannot argue with that. But I do not think I will go back to another place that's not on property. To have everything, your entire stay, be immersed in Disney magic is worth every penny. Being so close to DCA and even Disneyland, like it's not a long walk to go to Disneyland, it's so worth it. Just everything about it was worth every penny. I did plan this kind of last minute, so I don't anticipate that it's always that high, and if I do it in advance or I do it during non-crowded times, like I went during the first holiday weekend when the park was reopening, the resort was reopening, so the prices were elevated. Totally get that, still worth every penny. Going a, during another time, maybe not a holiday weekend. Um, I even looked at Christmas time because we're ready to do it again Like and stay there. And it was about the same price. And we're okay with that. It was worth it completely, completely. I would recommend that every day and twice on Sunday. Thought it was amazing. It's expensive. It is absolutely expensive. But I would say... It's just like anything else in life, you get what you pay for, right? Can you cut some corners and spend less? Absolutely. But if you can't afford it or you want to indulge, you want to splurge, you will not be disappointed. I absolutely loved that resort. So much so that I started out saying, okay, we're going to stay there because the Disneyland Resort, which I absolutely love and is like my heart, is not available. The next time we go, I want to stay at the Disneyland Resort, but then I remember that that's a little bit further of a walk. And when we were there, the monorail was not working, so or wasn't even open. So you have to walk the entire downtown Disney. And at the end of the day, and I've said this a thousand times in other episodes, I don't want to walk far. I when you first start out. 
start out, you're excited, your adrenaline's pumping, your your feet are not tired. At the midpoint or at the end of the day, you're like, seriously, I'll just sleep right here on a bench on Main Street because I'm not moving any further. That's how you feel. So the closer, the better. And at that moment, it's worth it. So I always want to stay close. And if the monorail's not working because of social distancing, I'm guessing, then Disneyland Hotel is not worth it to me because that's a trek. I don't want to walk that far. I'd rather spend the extra and stay at the Grand Californian. Now, if the Disneyland Hotel is, I mean, sorry, if the monorail is working, the monorail station is right there by downtown Disney. So it's really not very difficult. You do have to get onto the monorail and you have to ride it over there and you have to exit. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a process, but there's a benefit to the monorail station being right there. So wrap this up. I absolutely love the Grand Californian. Highly recommend it. Definitely stay there. Enjoy the immersion into the Disney magic. You will not be disappointed. So with that, I am going to say that I appreciate you sticking with me. I know it's been a little bit of a break here, so thank you for coming back. Or if you're listening to this for the first time, I hope you enjoyed it. My next episode... I am going to take you through my um, our experiences at the theme parks, and then I'm going to do an episode after that, and then I'll talk about all the dining that we experienced over that weekend, pricing, reviews, things of that nature. So I hope everybody is staying safe, is having a wonderful weekend, and until next time, bye.